Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit, saith the Lord. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Good to have you listening tonight. Of course, we start every program out with Timothy Spell singing This Is That, and I hope you never get sick of that. I, I like that song, and it um, it has the uh, plan of salvation in it, and that's one of the reasons I like, it, like that. Speaking of that, 
Um, Bill Farron, the evangelist, texted me. He's listening tonight, and he's got a great CD out called The Captain, and it's got a lot of his songs have the plan of salvation in it. If you listen, you'll find that out. We've got a lot of people texting tonight. You can be part. You're, oh, by the way, you're listening to the Tell It Like It Is show. This is a live program. Uh, November, what what is it? November 21st today, is that right? November 22nd, 2020. And uh, also will be podcasted and stored later if you want to, if you care to have anybody else listening to it. But I pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson, North Dakota, and we are broadcasting on an AM station here. And if you're in Dickinson, you know that. It's 1230 AM, a very old um, AM radio station. I don't know how old this is, but it's really old. Got a great studio, though. It's not like an old studio, but uh, the studio is um, right downtown Dickinson, North Dakota. And I pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church, which is on 501 Elks Drive. Now, you can be listening to this program on the Internet also through Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2 or through KDIX.net. So there's different ways that you can hear the program tonight. Sitting in this little studio all by myself. I got my guitar and my cell phone, and I'm getting people texting me. We've got Sister Yvonne and Marin listening in Bowman tonight. That's about... 80 miles to the southwest of us. We have uh, Brother Rose listening in Kentucky. We've got the Sharts listening tonight in Fargo. And we've got the Gingriches listening in Yuma, Arizona. The mayor of Leffer just texted me. Leffer is a little town not too far from here. We've got Brother Johnson listening in Mesa, Arizona. Uh, let's see who else do we got. Tim listening in North Carolina. We've got Brother Joe listening in Ar- Texarkana. We've got the Tarbells listening in Bismarck. Of course, I mentioned Brother Farron listening somewhere in that St. Louis area. Uh, Brother Blackshear, who preached in our church today, he's a um, has been an evangelist and pastor, and and he's getting ready to go back and pastor a church in Indiana. He's been working in this area for the last two years, and he's what a blessing he was to our church today. In fact, you that are listening out in um, Holy Ghost Radio Land, uh, you pastors, if you're looking for a, a really good preacher. Uh, Gary Blackshear, I can get you. I'm giving you out my phone number throughout the broadcast. I can get you in tune with him, and he can um, in touch with him. We've got, uh, let's see who else. Um, oh, there's a bunch of people uh, listening tonight. Well, anyway, text me 701-290-7862. That's how you can be part of the broadcast. You can text me questions. You can text me scriptures. But if you text me scriptures, print them out for me so I can read them right off my phone. Also, you can't text me anything. Uh, you can't. Uh, you can be critical. I don't mind critical, but don't be mean to me. All right. I'm not gonna. I don't want to do that. You know, there there is a way to disagree with people and not be mean. You and I hardly get any of those anyway. But but I'm just telling you, if you don't agree with anything I say tonight, um, don't don't be mean to me. That's my request. You know, um, we had a great great service today at our church. We have Sunday services at ten o'clock and. And our Sunday school, 11 o'clock, is our worship service. As I mentioned, we had a, a special speaker today and just a great service. Uh, new visitors there, uh, large attendance. Uh, I know that we're in a COVID you know, pandemic type thing, but it's not stopping people from coming to our church, and I'm glad for that. We know this is a bad flu. We don't deny it, but we also know God is able to help us through it. And so we're not going to, you know, we've just decided at the New Life Pentecostal Church, we're going to go ahead and live our life. And uh, 
if I get sick and I get die, I get, I, I get sick and I die. But I um, and I you know every person you know has to do what they feel is right. But but I'm just telling you that it's neat to see what what I saw in church today. Just new visitors, uh, second time visitors, uh, people there that were hungry for God. What a good altar service we had! People coming up to pray, and so it was just an exciting time. And um, our next service is Wednesday night, 501 Elks Drive, right on Interstate 94. You cannot miss it. Uh, we bought the top half of the Elks building three years ago, coming up in January. And uh, that building will seat 500 people, and we're working our way to filling it up. And uh, God has just been so good to our church. This Wednesday night, the night before Thanksgiving, we have a special speaker. Uh, Brother Dale Jones is going to be speaking at our church from Minneapolis, the Minneapolis area. And if you would like to come, uh, you would not want to miss his ministry. He's going to be just preaching that one night, Wednesday night, at our 7.30 service. And we'd like to invite everybody to come to that. Tonight, my broadcast, we're going to talk about a very simple topic, but I'm not ashamed to talk about it at all. The topic is, seeking God is work. Seeking God is work. And it's going to be very simple, but but it, it is... Um, there's so much truth in it. I'm going to tell you, if you've tried to seek God and it hasn't worked for you, there's a good chance that I'll answer some of the reasons that it hasn't worked for you. Because nothing in this life will you succeed at without work, and seeking God is the same way. Deuteronomy 4.29 But if from thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, thou shalt find him. If thou shalt seek for him with all thy heart, and with all thy soul. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall you call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And you shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. And I will be found of you, saith the Lord, and I will, I will turn away your captivity I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places whither I have driven you, saith the Lord, and I will bring you again into the place whence I caused you to be carried away captive. Two different places here, two different sets of Scripture talking about we are going to find the Lord if we seek for him, not just seek for him, but we seek for him with all our heart. Now, tonight I wanted to start off by saying this. Realization of a problem is the first step to the answer of the problem. In fact, realization of a problem is probably the only good that therapy does a person. And, I, and, and you can take this for whatever you leave it, but you know I've got so many friends and so many people, even attending our church even today, that have been through all kinds of treatment programs for drug addiction. And I'm going to say this, and you can disagree with it all you want to, but the only good those treatment programs do, usually, is the realization that you've got a problem. That's the only good they do. Because otherwise, it's all the same thing. Today, the therapy that I'm going to give you over this radio broadcast is nothing much good will ever happen to you if you're not going to put any effort and apply yourself. No matter what it is. 
Nothing good will ever happen to you if you're not going to put some effort and apply yourself. And this is certainly true with our walk with God. People are looking for an easy way to do everything. And they ignore the reality of the concept of work. I may say this several times throughout the program tonight, but seeking God is work. You know, it's true with everything. You know, if you wanna if you wanna be a good guitar player, you're not gonna be able to just wish it happened. Now I, I like to play the guitar and I, I play and sing a lot and I um you know I, I I may sing a couple songs tonight. I brought my guitar in the studio. But I'm not a great guitar player. I'm kind of a mediocre guitar player. I've got some grandsons that are very, very good guitar players. But they didn't become good guitar players because they just wished it to happen. They worked for it. They practiced it. You uh, aren't going to, if you're on a diet, you're not going to lose weight by just thinking about it or talking about it. Losing weight is work. You know, one of the things, I don't have a TV, but one of the things I'll listen to the radio and they say, learn a new language, and they make it sound so easy. Whatever. You know, what? You know, I admire people that know more than one language. I really do. I admire them because not only do you have to learn the language, but you got to learn to think in that language, which is crazy to me to think about. You know, I, in fact, I think if people know more than one language, they're just, I automatically assume they're intelligent. I just do. I, maybe, you know, you can disagree with that. I don't know. But I really do. I just feel like they're intelligent. And then, then you meet people that know three or four languages, and it's crazy. But let me just tell you this. Learning a language, a new language, is not easy. It's work. It's work. If it wasn't work, I would know how to speak Spanish because that's a good language to learn, especially if you're a pastor. And so, and I don't know how to speak Spanish. I can say baño, you know, bathroom. I, I mean, I can get around, you know, si, senor. But, I mean, I can't speak Spanish. Everything is work. You know, the Apostle Paul said this in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 9. He said, Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize. So run that you may obtain. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. I therefore so run not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one of the, that beateth the air. But I keep my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Paul is making an analogy here of spiritually seeking God to people that are in sports, in a race. He's saying that these people that are good in sports, they work for that. They um, keep their body in condition for that. You know, before I was uh, before I was an apostolic, before I was a Acts two thirty eight preacher or a believer, I was, 
in sports. I was, uh, you know, in my junior high years, I went out for wrestling, seventh grade. Two of my friends went out for wrestling, and they talked me into going out, and then they quit, and I just stayed with it. Well, between my junior and senior year of high school, I had this harebrained idea that I wanted to be the Class A state wrestling champion in North Dakota. And that summer, I began to train. And um, and I would run, and I would jog, and I would train. I remember my girlfriend, who now is my wife, worked at A&W Drive-In, which was quite a ways away from our house. And um, And I would go out to visit her. I would run out to visit her, and I would have a root beer. And after I visited her, I would run back home. And as I started to run back home, I would start to sprint back home. And here I, again, I was between my junior and senior year. And in my mind, I would imagine that I was in the finals of the state wrestling tournament down at the Civic Center in Bismarck. And I was down by two points, and my opponent was running out of steam. And... While I imagined that, I would sprint all the way home. I would would run all the way home. And that year, in my senior year, I was in the finals of the Class A Wrestling Championship. I was in the final match for the finals for the state championship. And I was able to beat my opponent 7-5 to in the finals, and I became the 167-pound Class A wrestling champion in 1976. Now, that's something I've probably, I don't think I've ever told on the radio before. But anyway, I'm telling you that not because that's done me any good since then. I didn't become an all-star wrestler. But that is exactly what I'm talking about tonight. If you're going to be something great for God, you're going to have to work at it. You're going to have to put something into this. I would have never been the wrestling, I would have never won the Class A tournament if I wouldn't have trained. Because that match came down to who could last out the longest. Who was in the best condition. And I won. And I I got to go to college for free because of it. But you see... This that I'm taught, Paul said, they do that for a corruptible crown. And I could tell you how I feel about that now, because I, after I got into the kingdom of God, I really lost interest in sports. I have really, I've, I've not followed it, I don't watch it, I don't listen to it, I, don't, I have no interest in it. It seems, well, it seems frivolous to me. Sorry if that offends you, but it just does. But, In this entitlement mentality society we live in, somehow we think that we can get something without work. We think that we can get somewhere with God without work. And I'm going to tell you, you can't. I'm going to play a song here. i got a lot of texts coming in. Proverbs chapter, Nathaniel Burling is listening to me up in... Park River, North Dakota. Good to have Nathaniel listening to me. Proverbs 24, verse 30 says, I went by the field of the slothful, and by the vineyard of the man void of understanding, and lo, it was 
grown over with thorns and nettles, had covered the face thereof, and the stone wall was broken down. Then I saw and considered it well. I looked upon it and received instruction, yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall thy poverty come as one that travaileth, and thy want as an armed man. Proverbs 6, 6-11 says, Go to the ant, thou sluggard, consider her ways, and be wise, which, having no guide, overseer, or ruler, provideth her meat in the summer, and gathereth her food in the harvest. How long wilt thou sleep, O sluggard? When wilt thou arise out of thy sleep? Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall thy poverty come as one that travaileth, and thy want as an armed man. There's many kinds of poverty. There's physical poverty. There's relational poverty, like you don't have any friends and you ruin all your friendships. There's, there's, um, you know, the physical poverty. You know, there's, you know, you just don't own anything. You're poor. You don't have anything. But many forms of poverty have the same root causes, including spiritual poverty. And we're going to talk about that tonight right after this song. They told me I had to accept the Lord. He would be my personal Savior. By faith, he'd come into my heart. But I couldn't really know for sure And I remember that Bible study To teach me about the Trinity They said it was beyond my reach In fact, it was an unexplainable mystery I think I got more than they told me I think I got more than they told me about. I think I got more than they told me about. I think I got more than they told me about. They said that slowly I would grow. Gradually I would reduce my sinning. Nobody's perfect. They said nervously, even if there's no change, you're still winning. And the religion professor at the university said the day of miracles had ended. Things were different now, not so spectacular. That emotional stuff had been transcended I think I got more than they told me about I think I got more than they told me about I think I got more than they told me about I think I got more than they told me about Thank God there's more than what they told me I think I got more than they told me about. I'm glad there's more to get than what they told me about. I think I got more than they told me about. I think I got more than they told me about. I think 
I got more than they told me about. <laughs> Pastor Bob, tell like it is show. I don't know what you thought of that one. Uh, ben Tarbell is listening. Did I say him already in Bismarck? Good to have him listening tonight. We've got Miranda and her kids listening somewhere down by New England. And uh, Brother Dale Jones is harassing me. Listening, you know, he's coming out on Tuesday night to preach Wednesday, and he's bringing fish, and we're going to fry fish at my house, and nobody's invited except my wife and I. So there. He can make fish like nobody. Well, there's another guy in our church who can make it too. But Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is uh, radio show, we're talking about seeking God is work. Seeking God is work. And uh, there are many kinds of poverty in this world, and I want to zero in on spiritual poverty today. But there is a laziness that is prevalent in our culture, and it infiltrates people's walk with God. I talk to people who don't have even enough energy to come to church, to come to a special meeting. Um, there are people, and we've got a great church. I'm not making pot shots at our church, but over the years, I've got people, you know, they can barely make it to church on Sunday, can't get there on Wednesday. You know, we have two church services. They're both good. You never know what's going to happen at a Pentecostal church. <coughs> you certainly don't want to miss a service. Now, let me. most of the people that I associate with come to everything, and they come early. They even come early for prayer. You know, we always have prayer a half hour early before each church service. Many people come early for that. But I'm telling you, we have people that they think it's like a lot of work to go to church or something. I mean, we got we got cushy chairs. We got a heated building and a cooled building. We, I mean, we got bathrooms galore. We've got water stations. Now, we don't, we ask people not to bring food or drink into our sanctuary, but you can walk out. There's little places you can get a cup of water. I mean, you know, we, it's pretty cushy in there. You know, we don't we don't crawl on glass to get up to the altar or anything. It's got carpet on the floor. <clears throat> I mean, everything's nice. But there are people that are so lazy, they can't even come to church on a Wednesday night. Too tired. You see, what am I saying? You're not going to get anywhere with God without seeking God. And, and coming to church is not all there is to seeking God. And I'm going to go over some of that tonight. But the the one of the the if you look at the word disciple to be a you know are you a disciple of Jesus that word has a lot to do with another word that sounds a lot like it and is spelled a lot like it and that is the word discipline You're never going to get anywhere with God without discipline You're never going to get anywhere to becoming a disciple without discipline Seeking is a verb the reason people never find God or only find God in a limited way in their life or are crippled when it comes to serving God is because they don't make an effort. They don't put much effort into finding Him. That's the same reason people are stunted in their walk with God. That's the reason. Uh, uh, it's the reason that they struggle with overcoming sin in their life. Addictions, anger issues, uh, you know, temptation. 
Now, we're going to be tempted. We're human. But you don't have to succumb to that. That's the reason they have no power, no peace in their life. They really never even give a God a chance to work in their life because they won't apply themselves. Now, I know it sounds like I'm you know, belly aching or being critical here, but I'm just telling you, I, I'm not going to just bring this analogy up through the whole thing about sports, but I had a wrestling coach in junior high. You know, here again, I wasn't living for God at this time. I was just a kid. His name was Stan Halling, and he was tough. And he was my 7th and 8th grade wrestling coach, and he, he, I mean, he was tough. I mean, you, I mean, there were a lot of kids that quit. Like I say, the two friends that I went into wrestling with, they both quit. Mr. Halling was tough. He would always say, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. That's what he'd always say. But when it comes to God, I have found that some people, when the going gets tough, they quit. They run into a little opposition in their life, and they quit. Somebody sticks out their tongue at them in church, and they quit. There are no get-rich schemes, no get-rich-quick schemes when it comes to the kingdom of God. There's no crash diets when there comes to the kingdom of God. There's no fat-whacker pill that you can take when it comes to the kingdom of God. Seeking God is all about effort, and it's all about work. Now, the retirement program God has is out of this world. I mean, the pay is good. But you're not going to get anywhere with God without work. God can't use lazy. He doesn't work with lazy. Now, Pastor Bob has, you know, like all of us, I suppose, there's I've got a lazy streak. I can be lazy. Sometimes I can get nothing done that I have to get done. I know what it is. You know, I know what it is to be lazy. I know what it is to be disorganized. I, I understand that. But I'm going to tell you, that still doesn't take away from the fact that if you're going to be somewhere with God and you're going to be great with God, you're going to have to work for it. You know, uh, one, of the, one of the things about leadership in our church is the, the leaders in our church, I've asked them to come early for prayer before church, a half an hour early. And I've watched people over the years struggle. They just can't do it. I remember when I was a younger, when I first came to God, and I was, I was the youth leader, I was the teaching Sunday school, and I remember my pastor coming to me, and he, he called me Brother Bob. He said, Brother Bob, he said, I want to use you. I want to use you to help lead the services and all kinds of things, but you don't get here early for church. You know, I, I remember him telling me these things. Well, what does it matter? Well, I'll tell you what it matters, because it shows that you're willing to discipline your life. Now, that's just an outward thing. I understand that you can get early to church and pray and still not be a real spiritual person. I know that. But it is a test that your pastor could see. You know, I mean, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a test of your ability to discipline your flesh. Just like fasting is. 
When Jesus told the parable of the five and two talent and the one talent man in Matthew 25, to the to the man in Matthew 25, and I, I'm not going. I don't have time to go into this in detail. So you that aren't Bible people don't know what I'm talking about. But Jesus told the story about a man. A one man was given five talents when his master went away. Uh, the other man was given two talents of money. This is money, amounts of money. And one man was given one talent. And he said, I want you to invest this for me while I'm gone and I'll come back. So the man that was given the five talents invested it and he earned five more talents. The man that was given the two talents, he invested it, earned two more talents. And the man that was given the one talent, he was afraid that he might lose it. So he just buried the talent. And when the master came back, he presented the one talent back to the master. And the master was very upset with him. Now, he called the men with the five talents and the two talents. He said, well done, thou good and faithful servant. But the man with the one talent, he said this, thou wicked and slothful servant. I want you to contrast the two statements. Jesus called the men with the five and two talents. He said, good and faithful servant. And the man with the one talent, he said, wicked and Like, that's the opposite of good, right? Wicked. And then the opposite of faithful, he said, you slothful servant. Not working with what God's given you displeases God. You see, God doesn't have any welfare programs spiritually. Like, if you don't pray, don't expect much from God. I don't, I mean, I don't know how to, maybe I could say, could have said that in a nicer way. I don't know. But if, really, if you don't pray, don't expect much from God. If you don't give, don't expect much from God. If you don't reach out, don't expect much from God. You say, well, I, I thought, you know, are you saying that we're saved by works? No, I'm not saying we're saved by works. But God expects us to do what we can do. You know, when we put our little bit of effort in, God makes up the difference. But if you won't do your little bit, God's not going to do anything either. So we, seeking God is work. If you have not succeeded at this walking with God thing, it's because you're not putting anything into it. You're not. And I I mean, I... I've got, you know, many, many years of pastoring, you know, over 30 years of pastoring. You know, I've been in the ministry a long time. And I'm going to tell you, I have watched many people fail God, and it's just about always because of this. They won't seek after God. Seeking after God is work. Oh, man. See, how am I going to get through this tonight? You know, I, I'm going to have to um, gather my wits here. I'm going to play a little bit of a Brother Farron song. Now, I love these these songs of Brother Farron. Um, I really do. I just love every one of them. This one's called Try a Little Harder, and it's going to go along with my time. Uh Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. Uh, good to have Brother Brother Griffin from Great Falls, Montana. I was walking in this world, scared and all alone in the night. 
a little bit of a, the Bill Farron song from his album, uh, The Captain, called Try a Little Harder. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show, listening to a live broadcast tonight, November 21st, 2020. Seeking God is work. Seeking God's forgiveness is work. Mm, yes, it is. Isaiah 55, 6, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. Coming to Jesus is not just saying the sinner's prayer, folks. Hey, Brother Farron says folks all the time. I'm getting, I picked up that from Brother Farron. Coming to God is not just saying the sinner's prayer, folks. Repentance is hard. Repentance means you're dying out to your will. Repentance means that you're giving up some things maybe that you love. Yeah. Yeah. That's why the Bible ties repentance into a type of death. Death is not easy. Death is hard. I haven't done it yet, but it looks hard to me. You know, uh, you know. Sometimes you got to shoot old yeller. You might love old yeller, but old yeller going to kill you. Sometimes you got to shoot old yeller. I don't know if you ever read that story. Repentance sometimes is the hardest thing that people will do because you got to swallow your pride. I'm talking about. Seeking God is work. Seeking God's forgiveness is work. That's why that 
Um, living for God easy is hard. Living for God hard is easy. Uh, you know, I, I don't even know which part of these things to try to skip and go through here. But so seeking God's forgiveness is work. You know, this this idea that we're going to mass evangelize the whole world. Uh, you know, I know people, here again, I, I know this sounds critical, but they walk down the street and they say, say these words after me and you'll be saved. And so they get people to say their sinner's prayer. And I, and I, I admire them, you know, their bravery and so on. I admire that, okay. But I'm telling you folks, it's not that simple. Repeat these prayer, words after me, Jesus, I'm a sinner. It's not that simple. Repentance is, for some people, not, not for the drug addicts necessarily, not for the alcoholics. And I was, I need, I mean, my life was a mess, so I, repentance for me was my way out. But for some people, coming to God is, I mean, it's work. It's That's why Jesus, it's hard for a rich man to go to heaven. Because sometimes there's some things he's got to give up he doesn't want to give up. Seeking to know God's truth is work. One of my wife's relatives told me many years ago, she said, Bob, you know, the Baptist preacher told me this. The Lutheran preacher told me that. The Catholic priest told me this, and now you're telling me this. She said, I'm so confused, I don't know what to think. And I called her by name, and I said, well, do you ever read the Bible? She said, no, I never do. I said, well, you'll never know that. I mean, if you're not going to put anything into it, don't tell me that you're confused. The Bible says that God will reveal himself to people that are looking for him. Those scriptures I read to start with, both of them say that if you, you'll find God if you'll seek for him with all your heart. You're going to find truth if you seek for him with all your heart. I'm getting to that scripture, Brother Blackshear, if I get to it. <laughs> Thank you. The, um, you know, this, this um, 1 Timothy 4.13 says, Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy, with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear to all. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine, continue in them, for in doing this thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. He told Timothy, he said, you need to give attendance to reading, to preaching, exhortation, to doctrine, to teaching. Seeking to know God's will, to know God's truth, is work. If you never read your Bible, how are you going to ever learn anything? If you never hear good biblical teaching and preaching, how are you going to ever learn anything? That's why it's so important, uh, you that are Pentecostal, Acts 238 Pentecostals out there, it's so important that you tie into a good truth-preaching church and you go to everything they've got. You know, I, there are people that, well, you know, listen, I... 
I have associated myself over my life, over my life with God, with people that go to church. I mean, I know people that work the night shift, and they stay up, come to church Sunday morning, and then they go home and go to bed. I know people in my life that work their days off so they can get to church. You see, this this is a... You know, this this doesn't come easy. God is not going to do for you what you're supposed to do for yourself. He won't. You know, seeking God in prayer is work. Seeking God to see Him work through our prayers is work. Jesus told a story in Luke chapter 18 and 1 about an unjust judge. And he said, he told this story so that the end of the story was that men ought to always to pray and not to faint. What does that mean? Faint. Well, that means prayer is not easy. Prayer takes discipline. The hardest thing I do every day, and I promise you I pray every day, but the hardest thing I do every day is pray. It's the hardest thing I do. You say, oh, shame on you, Pastor Pastor Bob. You know, what about that song, Sweet Hour of Prayer? Well, when I get done praying, it's been a sweet hour of prayer. Sure has. You know, I, I mean, I, I walk in confidence with God because I pray. I wouldn't trade that for anything. When I get up to preach... You know, knowing that I've prayed gives me a confidence. I love it. But I'm just telling you, while I'm praying, getting ready to pray, more my mind, obstacles, uh, things come up, uh, uh, you know, uh, sidetrack me. You know, I mean, it's just crazy. But if you want to, if you want power in your life, you got to pray. And if you're going to pray, it's work. It's not like playing solitaire on your computer. It's not like that, which I don't do anyway because I'm. It takes me away from what I'm supposed to be doing. When James said, "The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much," that fervent means certainly passionate, but effectual, I believe, means just consistent. My definition in James, when he talks about the prayer of faith, save the sick. You know what I think the prayer of faith is? It's not an inflection of the voice. It's not sounding really spiritual. You know, it's not like that. The prayer of faith is the prayer that just keeps getting prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed until God does it. That's the prayer of faith. You know, I... It just keeps on going. You know, this this uh, seeking to know God is work. Seeking to be filled with the Holy Ghost is work. Seeking to stay filled with the Holy Ghost is work. Luke eleven nine through 13, Jesus said, He said, I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. 
You know, when we translate Greek words into English, sometimes the translation isn't perfect. And even though in English this makes plenty of sense, in Greek the way it reads is, I say unto you, keep asking, and it shall be given you. Keep seeking, and you shall find. Keep knocking, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that keeps asking receives, and he that keeps seeking finds. And to him that keeps knocking, it shall be opened. You see, these verbs are something that you have to keep doing. Just as it was when I was an athlete years ago training so I could win a corruptible crown and say that I was the the um, you know the class A wrestling champion of North Dakota. That took work. Now I've got a much higher goal. And that's not only to go to heaven myself, but I want to do something for the kingdom of God. And if you want to be great in God's kingdom, you're going to have to discipline your life. You are. You're going to have to discipline it. You're going to have to get out of bed. And you're going to have to take time to pray. You know, you you, you just... Uh, you know, it's here again, lazy is not part of the Christian life. And lazy will bring poverty to you financially. It will be, bring poverty to you with your relationships. You know, listen, you single people out there, if you're dating somebody that doesn't even have the gumption, that's a Greek word. No, it's not. But it doesn't even have the, the uh, gumption to... Uh, be romantic now, to pursue you now, to act excited to see you now, don't marry that person. They're going to really be a deadbeat once they're married to you. You know, this... Jesus, let me let me finish Luke 11. I, I'm going to have to finish this and move on here. But Jesus said, If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? If he asks for a fish, will he, for a fish give him a serpent? If he shall ask for an egg, for, will he offer him a scorpion? I think Jesus is trying to be funny here. If you then be an evil, like you're just people, evil people, you know, just sinful people, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Brother Blackshear texted me and said, Hebrews, 11.6, without faith, it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Seek God in prayer. Seek God in his word. Seek God in worship. I didn't even touch on that. Seek God in, in, in a godly fellowship. You know, we this is um, uh, all these things. And you will not be sad that you did this. You will not be sad. Whatever effort you put to God, towards God, will be blessed and paid back. The blessings will be eternal. 
Nobody on their deathbed will ever say, I wished I didn't pray so much. I wished I didn't, wouldn't have read the Bible so much. Nobody will ever say that. But there's going to be people there saying, I wished I would have, would have went to church more. I wished I would have not played those stupid computer video games. I wished I wouldn't have wasted my life watching all those stupid movies. You know, nobody's going to say, I wished I wouldn't have spent so much time loving people. Because the important things of life are work, 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 work. But that isn't a bad word. That's a good word. Wow. Well, anyway, Pastor Bob here, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Um, trying to close this broadcast down a little bit. If you want to come and visit us this Wednesday night, 501 Elks Drive, Brother Dale Jones is the speaker We from all the way from Minneapolis. And uh, we are glad that he will be coming. And um, special service, 730 Wednesday night. Tuesday nights in Beach at 730 at the Beach Community Center. He'll be there. Or no, he won't be there, but they'll be there. Thursday night. You know what? Are you guys having? I doubt if they're having a Thursday night service on Thanksgiving. I don't think they are. Down in Bowman, I don't even know that. If somebody from Bowman texts me, tell me before in the next five minutes so I know. And then in Beulah on Wednesday nights. Oh, in Bowman, though, on Sundays at 1030, they have church. It's right on 18 Main Street, Bowman, uh, in Beach at the Beach Community Center, in Beulah, the um, Truth Community Church, Wednesdays and Sundays, and so on. Well, and then Sundays, Wednesday night here, Sunday here at 10 o'clock, Sunday school, 11 o'clock, worship service. You know, thank you for all the nice texts tonight, too. People said nice things, and I appreciate that. I really do. Oh, let's see. I brought my guitar in here for a reason. Let's see. Um, let me sing this song. You know, I'm talking about doing something for God today. As you get older, I'm 62. As you get older, some things you can't do as well as you used to. I've worked construction all my life, and um, and I'm not as good at it as I used to be. I'm not. Um, I'm just not. Now, I'm, I'm not saying I can't do it. I still do it. I uh, we have Simon's Homes here in town, and and I still work for Simon's Homes, and and I, um, I I still like to put in glass and do some of the things I do, but um, I'm not as good as I used to be, and sometimes that's frustrating. But I believe when it comes to serving God, there's no limit. I believe that even when your body becomes frail and you're old, that you can pray better. You can fast. You can read your Bible. You can still witness. And that's kind of what this song's about. When I get older in the Lord, they say that I'll slow down. Just let me turn this down a little bit. And I'll get set in my ways. They say that I'll get mellow and I won't really praise. But I learn how to fit into that Pentecostal place. Lord, if there's one thing I don't want to do to be just another person, 
just another pew When I get older Don't let me get colder When I get older I want to get bolder Lord, when I grow up I still want to worship I still want to worship you Lord, you gave me friends You gave me a family Something that I really Really want to thank you for You gave me music and a ministry And I'm thankful Thankful to you, Lord But it doesn't matter What I've become Lord, just don't let me forget Where you brought me from When I get older Don't let me get colder When I get older I want to get bolder Lord, when I grow up I still want to worship Still want to worship you Still want to stand on my feet Still want to lift up my hands I want to get lost in loving you It doesn't matter if nobody else understands Cause Lord I know what you brought me through When I get older in the Lord They say I'll slow down And I'll get set in my ways Say that I'll get mellow And I won't really praise But I'll learn how To fit into that Pentecostal place No, Lord There's one thing Never intend to do Just to be just another person Just another pew When I get older Don't let me get colder When I get older I want to get bolder Lord, when I grow up I still want to worship Still want to worship you That's my prayer today I don't want to I want to uh, I don't want to rust out for God I, I want to just Keep going, and one of these days, uh, when I'm in the middle of doing everything, then I'll just drop dead. That's what. I, that's my prayer. Well, I was going to sing more songs and a bunch of other stuff tonight, but I ran out of time. But I did get a lot of nice, uh, uh, a lot of nice text 
thank you all of you for listening tonight. And, um, you know, here again, just going to say it one more time. If you want to get anywhere with God, you're going to have to get some discipline in your life. And if you're lazy, you're going to have to change that going to do something for God. Lord Jesus, tonight as we close this broadcast, I ask you, God, to just reveal this simple truth to people. Maybe they've struggled trying to serve you, and it's because they're really not serving you. They're thinking you're going to do for them what really they're supposed to be doing for you. And I just pray tonight that you'll help them. Help us, God, to see that we're going to have to get off our rear end spiritually and just get going especially in this last day, so we can do something great for you. Just pray tonight in the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name. Lord willing, I'll be back next Sunday night for another Tell It Like It Is show. i got to say, I got to hear Brother Booker preach in our Minot Church Friday night just a couple nights ago, and boy, did he do a good job. Amen. Sometime I should have him on this radio show. God bless you, folks. Good night.
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.